0: you're more likely to be an outsider because you look different um, and you will get called a foreigner, even Mm. though after you start adjusting, learning the language, um, it it shouldn't really matter. Um, And then coming to the UK was the toughest part, I think, because by that point I was a teenager I thought, you know, I loved Austria, didn't really want to come to London, um, and coming to school in the UK um, was quite a challenge. Because... Hi, my name is Asma Mohseni, um, I am a writer and a traveller, and you're watching Alert. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Asma Mosanik from the UK. How are you, Asma?
0: I'm great. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. What is the time now in the UK? It's 10 past
0: 9. 10 past
1: 9 in the evening. So you're up late. You know what? I was going to... I called you yesterday right um mm. to do the pre-interview and probably to actually, if, if the time was okay because i know of the time difference every time i talk to someone in the uk or in australia i keep forgetting that you guys are uh at least eight hours ahead of me or a day ahead of me yeah well, how was your day
0: yeah it was good just you know the usual
1: the usual what writing what are you writing on what are, you, what are you working on like right now?
0: Um, currently, I'm writing blog posts for financial and, yeah, financial content mainly. So, I am writing about investments and particularly gold and, you know, precious metals investments. <laughs> and... Um,
1: that seems exciting.
0: Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs>
1: it's not now tell me this uh when you' when you're writing right and you're writing for a financial um, column mm-hmm. do you have to know the content so you have to go do your research on what the market is doing right and then write yeah. about it
0: yeah exactly okay so and I, I don't write for newspapers so like it's just um, mainly online content blog posts mm-hmm. um, or newsletters so the the writing is fairly casual and I don't have to use many, you know, jargon or financial terms, for example. So I guess in that way, it's kind of good, but it kind of also makes it hard to then put this sort of um, yeah, hard content into, into actual easy to understand language, essentially
1: so it's it's kind of the writing to for i guess the writing the content is for people who want the information fast like you kind of consolidate all the information maybe in a uh, i guess in a five minutes word uh you know post you kind of i guess you kind of break it down the whole jargon you kind of break it down for them in a very simplistic term for them to just dissect it and keep it moving right
0: exactly yeah gotcha. i i have to make it en- engaging so we don't lose readers because <laughs> uh, in today's world you you kind of have to give information out quite quickly to keep the readers or listeners or audience so well
1: we're we are in a space where it's very competitive you know uh, many people get their information from you know, social media right yeah and yeah. people who are giving the information in social media, you might have someone that's on social media that's giving out financial advice or, you know, financial tips, so to speak, mm. and they're doing it fast. You yeah. have to kind of go read, take the the meat and potatoes of, of what you've read, and then consolidate it into a, a blog post. How yeah. did how did you get how did you get into that?
0: It started um, in. 2020, when I started working for an asset management firm in London. And at the time I had no idea about the finance world or investment. I didn't even know what an asset was, for example. Um, And so because I had no knowledge of it, this whole new world sort Mm of opened up to me and I thought, Oh my God how have I gone through uni school and I haven't even learned anything about this um, sector and it's um that's when it really started so I started looking at my own finances personal finance and because I like traveling that was sort of a big part of you know trying to budget and things like that so I then looked into investing and learning about different ways of investing and because I like the pub- publishing sector, writing and editing, I thought, okay, I might, while I'm learning still, I might as well start writing and editing on these content so that not only will it help me or help also the businesses. So yeah, that's, that's how it got started.
1: So do you only write on finance stuff or can you write on anything? Are you just restricted to the finance subject matter?
0: Um, for my work, yes. For my personal work, I like to write about my travels, although I haven't been doing it as much as I would like to. But yeah, um, for work, at the moment, I am mainly focusing on finance, but I do want to start writing about sustainability um as well but that's something i think i'll do in the future as i get more into writing
1: understood uh you said something that that jumped out at me you said you went through school mm. and you never learned anything about finance or maybe balancing uh your finance or looking at the finance is it and i think many people go through life not really understanding finance I mean, we go to school, we learn the practical, the little theory, you know, the basic arithmetic or uh, mathematics, a little bit of writing, a little bit of uh, reading. But the meat and potato of us really balancing a checkbook or really saving, um, understanding the the importance of finance. Why isn't that uh, a priority in school?
0: That's what I ask myself as well, to be honest. Um, And yeah, I I I don't I feel like the education system needs an update um, Mm -hmm. because there's many other things um, like psychological health as well that I think schools should really teach you on, Um, but it's it's lacking still. And yeah, finance and investing as well is used to be, I think reserved more for the wealthy as well, because before um, we didn't have online banking or these online uh, investing platforms, it was really hard to get started investing as well. So um, I think, yeah, it's it times are changing but i think at the moment you kind of have to take it in your own hands and start educating yourself rather than relying on the education system and i think if i were to ever have kids i would take that on you know as my own responsibility to teach my children rather than relying on the school system unfortunately
1: understood you're based in the uk are you from the uk originally
0: uh, no, I am from Afghanistan originally.
1: Really? How, how long have you been? How long have you been in the UK?
0: About fifteen years now. Wow. Okay.
1: Coming to yeah. the UK uh, when you came to the UK, did you come to the? Oh. Did you come from Afghanistan right to the UK, or did you go somewhere else?
0: No, that's actually quite a long story. Um, okay. So, I was two when we left Afghanistan, Mm. Um, so I don't have much, I I can't really remember much, and I haven't even been back to the village that I was born in, unfortunately, and my plan was to go back in 2021 as the Taliban took over Mm -hmm. um, and kind of shattered my dreams. with that one. So I'm still hoping at some point I'll go back, but at the moment, um, it's not really possible. Um, Yeah, when I was two, we then moved to Pakistan and I think we stayed about three years or so in Pakistan and then went to Iran, um, from Iran. We then moved to Austria where I spent most of my childhood and then
1: we came to to the uk you have moved around a lot (laughs) i mean the coming to the uk did it and obviously you've been to these places that i've never been right uh Mm -hmm. most people have never traveled or been to these foreign countries culturally going to these different places the cultures are very different obviously when you left Afghanistan you were two years old so you don't remember much from Afghanistan yeah. but going to Pakistan Austria then coming to the UK very different cultures yeah how, how did you adjust
0: oh it was tough um, so living in Iran was quite tough as well um, and then moving to Iran from, um, I guess, culturally for Iran wasn't as difficult because they, we speak the same language. So, Farsi and um, Dari or Dari is literally the same. So, it's the same language, but a slightly different dialect. Then, going to Austria, it wasn't as hard because I was just looking forward to uh, starting a new life, I guess, because I Didn't really enjoy Iran much, Um, but having to learn the language was tough and going to these different um, classes, language classes as well, um, and kind of being a bit um, segregated from the rest of the children because they already knew the language. It's kind of hard because you were an outsider. But being in Austria in general, blocks, I don't know if that makes sense in America. Mm -hmm. But um, so we had to change one department and go into another department um, or finding my classes and stuff. That was quite hard. And I didn't really know much English at that point either. So I was sitting in English lessons or everywhere, actually, with my german to english dictionary at the time because we weren't allowed phones in the in classes not that we had like smartphones at that time anyway um yeah so uh, i remember telling my mom i I want to go back to austria so it I, wasn't I can, easy I,
1: I can imagine you know you come into the uk as a teen You've been there mm-hmm. for 15 years now so you, you're quite adjusted you speak english well but the absence of not really having uh i guess a, a a culture knowing your own culture right i guess that's the, the missing piece because you're going to all these foreign countries at the time you don't understand that your parents is actually doing this for trying to get for a better life for you right mm-hmm. and for themselves that's got to be challenging, you know. I, I yeah. just can only, I just can only imagine. I mean, here we may go to, you know, we may move, right? I may move yeah. from one city or maybe from one state. We, we mm-hmm. don't speak English. I, I might have to make new friends. You have to go learn a whole different language.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. Um, it's it's been a challenge, to be honest, even when I started university here, that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's when it really hit me because I wasn't being seen an international, but because I wasn't an international student, technically speaking, um, but at the same time, the international community saw me as British and then the British saw me as international Mm -hmm. because of this accent that I have or... I don't know, I didn't quite fit in anywhere. So having this sort of identity crisis at that point was quite a challenge as well because, um, yeah, I feel like because I've moved around so much, I've taken different parts of the culture and then sort of formed my own culture. So I don't, I, even back in twenty. Twelve, I went back to Afghanistan, and they were speaking English um, to me, and uh, thought I was a foreigner. Or even if they knew I was Afghan originally, they still called me a foreigner. So it's um, you know, I, 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 yeah, it's it's. Uh, I feel like I don't really belong anywhere. Um, because of this thing that I've yeah um, but at the same time it is a blessing because um, I don't think I would change it because I've learned so much from you
1: you say you don't feel like you belong anywhere but obviously you have created your own culture your own your own space so to speak in the world Uh, yeah mentally right Mm. uh even talking about it now i can see your expression is difficult for you to talk about it because it triggers certain things uh the discrimination that you felt when you went to austria you you know you don't feel like you belong there coming to iran you you know Mm. now that you look back at it uh and you get a chance to travel and experience different culture You've made a home for yourself in the UK. Is it safe to say that all the things that you've experienced, negative, good, has kind of mold you into the person that you are you are now and maybe ultimately you're going to become in the future?
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said before as well, I, I don't think I would change it for anything, even though... Yeah, sometimes I do wish um, I had these um, childhood friends, for example, Mm -hmm. um, that I see other friends have. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't think I would want to change, change anything about how I've grown up, even though it was challenging, but I think it was worth it in the end. Um, Still is, wouldn't, yeah
1: yeah I forgot I forgot about that uh you don't have any childhood friends not that you can remember
0: yeah no um, yeah, I forgot about it, that it it yeah I think if it was now it would be easier to keep in touch with them because of uh, social media but back then um, I don't think it was as easy like we have right. email or um what's the other messaging thing called that i don't remember but yeah it it wasn't easy and when i did move to the uk um i sort of lost touch with them as well because we didn't really go visit um austria um that much anyway so and it's because you're you're moving countries it's kind of difficult to try and keep in touch with where you used to live and then trying to adjust to this new life as well because it's a lot to take in and correct you sort of move forward and look forward rather than you know think about the people you left behind us as, as sad as it is
1: when you were younger mm. did you have any dreams or ambition of what you wanted to be when you grew up
0: yeah, I had many actually, one of them was an astronaut, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, another one was I think an actress as well, but um, yeah, these are the two that I can think of at the top of my head now.
1: Uh, the reason why I asked that question because you you are a writer now,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: you, and you, obvi- you write financial Uh, blogs but also in your spare time you write stuff that you're interested in travel Uh, Mm -hmm. do you think writing helps you to take you different places the missing parts of your life you can fill in those blanks by being a writer
0: that's a good way to put it actually um i think in a way the writing especially the travel writing really helps me to look back on my travels and kind of remember these memories that i made while traveling and when i write as well it kind of helps me um to remember these moments small moments that i might have forgotten about because i'm trying to create this storyline mm-hmm. So i think yeah it it in a way it does help me to look back on and yeah fill in the blanks i guess
1: when you decide to travel when -hmm. you say i'm gonna go somewhere how do you choose your destination
0: instagram (laughs) 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 I i see people um or anywhere that looks intriguing and then um I have a list of countries or places to visit so I just add it onto my um, bucket list I guess. Um, I do want to go to India for one particular reason and that's to do my yoga teaching certificate so I guess some places do depend on that as well or um, I want to go to um, Brazil as well because of the um carnival that they have so <laughs> yeah do,
1: do you dance
0: i love to dance yeah um, you do yeah
1: <laughs> okay i, I well that de- you will definitely enjoy the carnival in brazil
0: yeah uh, and it's in february usually so and that's my birthday month so that's where it comes in i oh, love to
1: gotcha 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 okay all right brazil <laughs> india you want to go to india you want to go certify your yoga uh yeah what uh what, when you're not writing okay mm-hmm. what is uh what do you like to do when you're not writing yoga you, uh, uh, yoga
0: yeah okay yeah um so usually in the mornings that's the first thing i think i do because it kinda helps me to get my day started. So yoga has been a big part of my life for the past three years now. Um, I used to play volleyball as well. So it's a, it was a way during pandemic really to stay um, stay active. So I started doing yoga at home and then ever since then I haven't stopped really. And wanted to do my uh teaching certificate as well to then hopefully teach others about yoga and learn more myself as well mm.
1: you're doing the traveling you're doing the writing okay have you uh, uh, let me get back to the writing for for a moment mm-hmm. you have went to some very exotic places right mm-hmm. and you it it seems like you go there for the culture right many people just go there to visit and have a vacation you take your traveling experience to a whole nother level where you you want to know about the culture you want to experience uh the history of where you're at is is that deliberate
0: yes i i try and do a few things when i travel one of them is to really Speak to the locals, like I make a, an effort to really get to know them. Um, so instead of going on a tour that might have been organized by someone who isn't really a local either themselves, mm. I try and instead go with a local but also speak to them, learn about their lives and what they do on a day to day basis. Um, and then also try and learn the language while i'm there um yeah the it, uh, the other thing that i try and do is avoid uh, sort of um these wildlife experiences that some places offer that aren't mm. quite ethical so i try and stay away from that as well so in a nutshell i try and be as sustainable as possible when I travel because I know tourism can be quite um, yeah, detrimental to the environment unfortunately and there are organizations that try and um, raise awareness of sustainable travel how we can you know um, travel better learn from the culture but also support the locals rather than giving the money to these big organizations that sometimes take over certain countries or locations.
1: Understood. How many languages do you speak?
0: Uh, three. So, English, German, and Farsi.
1: Okay. Have you ever thought about backtracking your journey to the UK and document it? No. <laughs> why not and write about it i mean you you've came forward would you be interested in going backwards retracing your journey
0: uh, as as you said I got goosebumps um i th- I think that would be amazing yes that that's something I would love to do actually
1: Osma, listen i've I've got tons of ideas okay mm-hmm <laughs> got tons of ideas and tons of suggestions no i only axe <laughs> because you you travel right <laughs> uh it would be an interesting conversation to to have to see you retrace your steps and how you got to where you got and yeah. you know may, maybe even take take you to some of those villages the school will um it it, it I, th- I think it'll be interesting for you to see how things have changed obviously 15 years a lot of, a lot has changed but you going back yeah. as an adult maybe that may help fill in the space of the missing culture how things change for you as a child um just to bring you back full circle
0: yeah That's a great idea, actually. I never really thought about that. Um, I think it would be amazing to to do that. And I, I guess in a way, I did plan and go back in 2021 to Afghanistan, not the UK or Austria. But that's because I had thought about Afghanistan as the only way I then... I guess gave up that idea so I guess um yeah doing it in the UK or Austria would be good I mean it's, as well. it's
1: it's a it's a it might not be done in a year right but it could be documented over a period of time yeah. because you're in the UK how you got to the UK some of the information your parents could share with you on mm. the journey but then you retrace those steps and i'm sure when you get to certain places you're going to have flashbacks because it's going to trigger your memory oh i remember that oh yeah you know i think that would be that would be therapeutic for you to do
0: yeah definitely that's a great idea
1: (laughs) yeah give us some thought yeah you know give some thought so other than that writing yoga um mm-hmm. you're in the uk yeah it's 10 o'clock in the evening maybe 10 30 now uh, mm-hmm. what's what's next for you um i know you write your travel blogs but you yeah. know if you're going to do this retracing tracks and going backwards and you know how things how you got to where you got you might ha- just have to write a book Osma. you that, that <laughs> have to be a, you're way better writer than I am I just have ideas
0: yeah that that is the plan um my I guess 10 year goal or something if I can mm-hmm. put it that way is to write a book and publish it mm-hmm. eventually um my my dad is actually writing his own story of how he left Afghanistan. And so, um, in a way that's inspired me to eventually write my own book. I don't know if it'll be about my life or I don't know some other topic, but that is a goal for sure. Something that I'd like to do eventually.
1: Okay. Your dad, you say he's writing his book. How, how has it been for him? uh coming having to leave i mean he has better memory of afghanistan how he grew up um how is it for him coming to Um, the uk and just having to start over
0: oh yeah i mean tough um yeah i can understand For him, I think for both, uh, really, my dad and my mom um, just having this constant news about Afghanistan and the Taliban Mm -hmm. is sort of quite tough. Gotcha. Um, But my dad writing his own story is quite, um, in a way, eye-opening for him as well because there are certain parts that he's probably forgotten about or missed out on. And so he's having to speak to other family members and try and remember the events. Um, so I guess it's it's tough in a way because he has to remember certain um, situations, but at the same time also eye-opening because he's he might have forgotten certain events or certain people and sometimes um, it kind of brings back these good memories for him Um, yeah
1: also you were born in a part of the world where most of the history is written it's not that's the way it was documented Mm -hmm. right Austria pakistan uh what's the iran
0: yeah
1: all i mean that part of the world very historic a lot of history and most of those histories are in books yeah and it's funny that your dad now has to document his history in a book
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i I did want to make a documentary as well about um, their life, either my dad or my mum's. I think my mum's, actually both of their lives would be quite interesting to document and show it to the world because I don't think um, many people have heard of um, yeah this, the stories of how people have escaped Afghanistan. Right. and um, yeah it, and some of the stories that my parents tell me about the Russians trying to invade for example um, is quite tough to hear so I, th- I feel like those stories will definitely be something that I think more people need to hear about and um, yeah it's so documenting it in um uh, video format would be kind of interesting as well
1: L- let me let me ask you this question mm-hmm. uh, it's one thing to hear those stories and you're sitting here now giving me a synopsis of those stories and what you guys have at the dinner table and you maybe talk about in the holidays you were 2 years old when you left Afghanistan. You do understand the journey to get into where you're at now has been a very 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 um difficult one. You know, and I guess you have to you you have to feel that that heavy burden on your shoulder to like, you know, it wasn't easy to get here to where you're at iran pakistan austria jumping around right as a child you don't you don't understand you know how dangerous it was to get here and how Mm. lucky you are so my hat goes off to you thank you 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 and uh it goes off to your parents they did a really great job
0: they really have yeah um yeah, I I don't think I could have done it um, as a parent, um, but I think in their minds, it, I guess in the end it was the right decision because, um, yeah, staying in Afghanistan wasn't really an option, but staying in the other countries wasn't quite an option either because of other certain um, um, instances, um, let's put it that way, um, and to be honest, growing up I thought that was normal, because mm-hmm. that was normal, um, right. I didn't really question it. And when we moved houses as well from in Austria or within cities, I was like, just another day let's right. <laughs> pack our stuff and move um, it wasn't until I think later on in the UK that I um, spoke to other friends and people at university international students and things like that that I started noticing Wow, everyone around me pretty much has grown up in the same place and now they've moved to university and they're struggling with, um, adjusting to the life at university because it's so, you know, they've been away from home for the first time and, um, also moving and maybe city and stuff like that is quite new to them. But I guess in a way for me, um, wasn't as hard. And that's when I noticed, okay, my life wasn't, isn't normal to others, um, um,
1: yeah well the, the sacrifice your parents made for you is just i guess most parents would do the same but they've made a, a hell of a sacrifice for you for themselves you know just the journey i want to hear yeah. about the, the journey because it wasn't easy getting here no. it was it was very difficult you know but that's a that's a story for another time asthma uh you got to come back I think you, you, you know uh, before you, before I let you go do you do you know where you're going to go next to travel?
0: My friend wants to go to Mexico for her birthday, so i think um
1: who who is your friend
0: My friend yvonne
1: yvonne so Yvonne yeah. wants to go to mexico
0: yeah, uh, she wanted to go for her birthday in March actually this year, but um I was in Zanzibar. Um, we tried to sort of time it so that we would try and get to Mexico. She would come from London, I'd go from Zanzibar, but in the end, uh, things didn't work out. So we're trying to celebrate her birthday later in the year and Correct. go to Mexico, hopefully.
1: Wonderful. Well, happy her early birthday to Yvonne.
0: <laughs> it's actually late, so it was uh, March this year.
1: Oh, so she already had the birthday. So happy belated birthday to Yvonne.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I will get that to her.
1: Well, she, she trust me, she'll see this interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she, will, she will. So she'll be able to watch this. Uh, yeah. Asma, listen, it was a great conversation. I'd love for you to come back. Uh Thank Talk you. more Thank about you. your traveling. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to share your international experience with me and, uh, and the audience. And you know, uh my hat goes off to your parents for the sacrifice they made for you to get here and making you the woman into you are today. Great job. Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me.
1: Will do. You take care.
0: Thank you.